Because strong, stable communities starts with the health of its individuals. Because access to mental health support should be available to everyone. Because recreation helps us become healthier and connect socially. Today on Because Radio, the Manitoba Hindu Seniors Meet, Eat and Greet program keeps seniors active. Everything Chocolate raises funds for the Canadian Cancer Society. This week's Winnipeg Impact Maker, Amanda Berg, trainer for Brickhouse Gym, deadlifts for cancer in a fun and festive way this Halloween season. And we'll have highlights from this week's Because and Effect with Joy Lowen, Acting Executive Director of the National Screen Institute. All this and more on Because Radio. Hello and welcome to Because Radio, episode number 26. My name is Robert Zirk. And I'm Sonny Pomolo. Sonny, how are you doing today? Doing great. Looking forward to uh, all of the stories that we have to tell this week. Absolutely. So let's just get right to it. To start things off, today's foundation feature focuses on health, wellness, and recreation, and a wonderful program that's bringing seniors together to share a meal, learn, and have some fun. I spoke with Chandra Narine and Samita Gupta from Manitoba Hindu Seniors to find out a little bit more about their Meet, Eat, and Greet program. This week's foundation feature on Because Radio focuses on health, wellness, and recreation. Welcome back to Because Radio. Robert Zirk here with you today, and I am now joined by Chandra Narain. She is the president of Manitoba Hindu Seniors, as well as Sabita Gupta, the secretary and event coordinator for Manitoba Hindu Seniors. And uh, we'll be learning a little bit more about the organization and uh, about a series of events called Meet, Eat, and Greet. Chandra and Samita, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you for inviting us. So uh, for those of our listeners who maybe aren't familiar with Manitoba Hindu Seniors, tell us a little bit about the organization and how it got started. Manitoba Hindu Seniors was actually founded in 1986 and by a group of seniors who wanted to have like a social club, a social gathering. And uh, since then, it has just grown and blossomed 33, 33 years later as to what it is today. So initially being like for a meeting, coffee meeting place with our seniors, and now we have various planned programs for them, which Smita will be telling you more about. Uh, we are also affiliated with some sister organizations like the Guyanese Association of Manitoba Seniors Group and the Arya Samaj Organization of Manitoba. And um, together we plan events like summer picnic or Christmas parties, monthly events and special programming for our seniors. And it's not just for our seniors because... Um, the the public is invited and anyone can attend our programs. That's wonderful. So how many people take part in Manitoba Hindu Seniors programming each year? Overall membership, I would say we're 200 plus. And uh, our events, the numbers vary. It can be anywhere between 30 to 70, sometimes 95 people attending, depending on the programs that we're having. And um, so that, that varies depending on each activity. 
How do you come up with the ideas for different events to hold? Oh, that we have to go to our creative director here. That's Smita. That's her forte. I like to find a theme from all over the world. So it's not only from our community, but different ethnicity. And that way people can learn more things about globally, uh, depending on any ethnicity, their culture, tradition, and how they follow. And not only that, but it's all age groups I would like to invite them, whether it's from 5-year-old to 90-year-old. And they are just invited and they are kind of asked to take part in it so that it becomes like a group event. So seniors are the driving force behind the events, but also it's open to everybody. Yeah, because the younger generation is going to be the future generation coming up from adult to, you know, going into later on, you know, so... And some of the programs that we do, we do the traditional things. Like just on Sunday, we celebrated Gandhi Jayanti, his birth date. And we had about 40 members there present for that. Um, We also have, we celebrate such things like India's Independence, Canada Day, um, all, all the various festivities. And we'll get guest speakers to come and, you know, join and participate in our program and teach us a little about other cultures as well not just our own. One of the programs that I wanted to speak with you about today is a monthly event. I understand it's going into its sixth year now called the Meet, Eat and Greet program. Samita, tell us a little bit about the program and uh, how the program began. It started in 2013 at our AGM where some of the activities were kind of dying down and we wanted to encourage people to come and do different things. And just sitting there, I thought about meet, eat, and greet. And I chose Wednesday because weekends, everybody are so busy. And so Wednesday from 6.30 to 8.30, we have this program. We meet at 6.30, we eat at 7 o'clock, and we have a program at 7.30, depending on the theme. And the program is all based on either speech, music, dance, skit, whatever related to the theme. So recently we had a fall supper. So the food was Indian, East Indian origin, but the concept was from North American fall supper idea that we celebrate the harvest and all the things which goes with it, you know. One of the things that was very interesting about that event that Smita is talking about is that we had a seven-year-old boy tell us, um, educate us about fall supper and what it means and about the harvest festival. So that was very interesting. And that's one thing that we try to do is bring the young people there. And some of our young people, like we call them seniors in training. So uh, we get them involved with the senior group as well. It really goes to show that, you know, one of, one of the best ways, at least in my experience, to really bring people together is around a meal, right? It you is. share a meal and then you can often learn so much from one another and you only get that opportunity just by coming together and sitting down for a, for a meal. 
Yeah, and that that basic that's basically what happens because sometimes you know people are so taken up in having their meal and their conversations that we actually have to say, okay, you know, we've got time, we've got to work, move on with our programming, and everyone just seems to enjoy, and we we try to incorporate as much audience participation as well, you know, and they all seem to enjoy that very much, and we're always asking them to give us some ideas. Actually, this month coming up, it's going to be Miss Address. To dress up, and some of us remember what Mister Dress Up is all about. But uh, that is our theme that's coming up, and we're really looking forward to it to see what sort of things that pe- ideas that uh, creativity people will come up with because they're all asked to be like Mister Dress Up, dress up in some way. What are some examples of uh, previous themes in the past uh, that have been part of the meeting and greet programs? Like we had a Hawaiian night. We had uh, seven wonders of the world. Mm-hmm. So then we try to display that. We have Halloween night. We have some of the festivities from India, which is Diwali, which is our New Year's. We have celebrated Christmas. We also had uh, winter blues. So in that, we discuss the different things what affect us during winter time, And we also had a spring into action which is how with health, exercise, food habits, how we stay healthy together so that we can age gracefully. We had a cards game like Whist Drive. We have fashion show. We have casino Casino night. So we bring casino at the center and we rent those things from one company which does that. Next month, we are going to have an auction night. So that we'll have an auctioneer coming in and we'll ask people to bring some gifts so that we will auction it off. Of course, with monopoly money, but still, uh, it's just the thought and involvement and create that atmosphere, what it is, you know. So basically, uh, that's what we try to do. And even the food is prepared in that respect, that uh, if it is Christmas, then we try to have something uh, non-Indian food. So that way people are encouraged to try different kind of foods. It sounds like a really interactive way of you know, getting to learn. Um, mm-hmm. You have the you have the aspect of food, and then you also have you know either guest speakers, or you have discussion, or you have theatrical performances, or games, or something Exa- like that. Like it yes. sounds like a really great way to uh, you know to really get people engaged and build community at the same time. Because uh, I, I believe that the people should be physically active, you know, as well as mentally active. And also take part in that because our winters are so long. And this way, you know, we can communicate. Why are programs like Meet, Eat and Greet so important to the people who participate? I guess it gives them an exposure. And also some people are a little bit shy, you know, in public speaking. And this way, it they need that little nudge and push 
to uh, give their presentation and a lot of times they say, oh, I haven't tried. And I always find it and I'm fortunate that whenever I ask somebody, you know, they are so willingly taking part in it. And I tell them that they don't have to memorize anything. They can read, they can come up with whatever they think or they can read. It's not how they do it, but it's why they should do it and take part in it. So if if they take part in it, then they, they feel that they are part of the group. I think one of the things that we do is that we try to bring the outside world in to our seniors because they don't always get that opportunity to go out. Like, for example, the auction that's coming up. Coming up. They get to um, enjoy that experience that atmosphere so that's what we try to do same as the casino night we we bring the casinos to them they don't have to go out to the casinos and when when they participate they feel so much involved and I think that's what we're trying to do and then at the end sometimes they even get little prizes for example Valentine's Day I think the ladies all got a little rose and uh, they would give out chocolate so little grab bags for the fall harvest that we had we gave them little baggies with harvest like potatoes and carrots and it, it is something that they really appreciate and it's a little takeaway it's a little takeaway and I think Hindu seniors and and our meet, eat and greet program, our summer picnics, our Christmas party that we have, it's really becoming like the talk of the town. And people look forward to the monthly events. They really do. And they're always asking, what are you doing next? Or they're sometimes will give us a suggestion. So that's why we appreciate it so much. Uh, at the end of the program, we take uh, group pictures sometimes, or mm-hmm. we take uh, all the presenters' pictures, and I always write an article about that, and that gets published every month in the indoor, like Telegram newspaper. So people are aware of it that even though we are called seniors organization but we are more active than teenagers because we are always up front in the news and uh, so people look forward to that and of course it's a teamwork because everybody takes part in it from presenters to the volunteers and also to the audience who comes and support it you know so that we are very fortunate We are very much multicultural, very much so. So we try to engage all different ethnicities into our programming, depending on the theme. And we also have affiliated with some of the charity organization where Ray and uh, used eyeglasses through Lions Club. So we asked people to bring uh, used eyeglasses, the books, new pair of socks, and now we are going to work with Touch Quilt with Alzheimer's uh, organization. So that way, we are also trying to do some charity work through Manitoba Hindu seniors, but we are going at community at large. And also, I think through Winnipeg Foundation. Through Winnipeg Foundation, they're they have very, come. very I generous. Nanette. Nanette. Nanette yeah. She's our grant associate, and she has attended uh, several of our programs. And we also, for the past four years, through Manitoba Hindu seniors, we put on some major functions in the community. 
And, uh, of course, um, Winnipeg Foundation has always uh, been there for us and supported us, so we're very thankful and grateful for their continued support. If any of our listeners are interested in learning more about Meet, Eat, and Greet, they're interested in attending the next event, where can people go to learn more information? Unfortunately, we don't have a website, you know, that they can go to, but our programs are always the last Wednesday of every month at 6.30. Great, and that's at the Manitoba Hindu Seniors? It's at the Manitoba Hindu Seniors, and the address is 834 Ellis Avenue. Excellent. Well, Chandra and Samita, thank you so much for joining me today and uh, telling me all about Meet, Eat, and Greet and uh, wish you all the best with the upcoming series of events. Well, thank you so much for inviting us. We're really appreciative. Thank you so much, you know, and maybe one of this monthly events. Hope to see you there. Thanks, Robert. Coming up next, we'll speak with the creator of Everything Chocolate, an event in support of the Canadian Cancer Society and one of the special vendors that you can expect to see on November 8th. Welcome back to Because Radio. I'm Sonny Promolo, and I'm here at the Canadian Cancer Society offices with Jenny Sacco-Back, creator of Everything Chocolate, an event in support of the Canadian Cancer Society of Manitoba, and one of the special event vendors, Alex Louisel, owner of La Belle Baguette. Thanks for coming on Because Radio. Thank you, Sonny. Glad to be here. Thank you so much. To get started, tell us a little bit of the history behind Everything Chocolate and why it was important for you to create an event like this. What was your because? My because, well, a friend of mine, Anna created a Winnipeg Chocoholics Buffet. Uh, This was a a number of years ago, and she did it at the Gates on Roblin. It was a sort of an all-you-can-eat chocolate uh, where you paid um, ticket price and then just ate and ate and ate. Uh, And so then after that first event, she decided that, you know what, I I really don't want to do it anymore. Um, she was moving to BC, and so she asked if I wanted the files and the information. I said, sure. I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but I'll take it. And then, you know, fast forward to a few years ago, we decided that, uh, you know, we needed something different. And, you know, you have the same old runs and walks and galas and chicken dinners, and this was something different. Why the support for the Canadian Cancer Society? I'm working for the Canadian Cancer Society as a fundraising coordinator. It was important to do an event that, Uh, again, was different because something different attracts a different type of attendee. And so an attendee to our event can one day be a donor. Uh, Maybe it's someone who is dealing with cancer. If you think about the stats, one and two, that's one of us, will have cancer in our lifetime. So everyone has been touched by cancer in some way or another. So it's an opportunity to come out and celebrate chocolate, celebrate the fact that they're raising money for research, raising money for better treatments, programs and services such as our Wheels of Hope program, and just chocolate. Who doesn't like chocolate? Can you tell me a little bit on how the event works? So you buy a ticket to the event. Adult tickets are 75 and youth tickets are 50, so that if someone wanted to bring their daughter or son, they could. They buy a ticket, they come to our event. We have vendors that are set up all around the room at the Hilton, and they offer chocolate for sampling. So it can be anything from cupcakes to macarons to cookies to savory items. Um, We also have chocolate body products. We have chocolate candles. 
pretty much everything you can imagine in chocolate. So everyone goes around, they they take samples. Vendors will have product for sale, which is a good opportunity because people are already starting to shop for Christmas. And uh, we have silent auctions. So it's just a fun evening, uh, like gr- mostly a girls' night out because the majority are women who come. But it, it's just a fun time. So literally everything chocolate. Everything chocolate. Where can people buy tickets and what do they get with the cost of the ticket? So with their ticket, uh, they get a $40 tax receipt. The youth ticket does not get a tax receipt. They also get a complimentary beverage. They get all the sampling and some vendors who are not able to attend the event will sometimes donate product that will give them a bag that they can collect samples and also product that they purchase. So currently we have our event on Eventbrite. So it's everything-chocolate-event dot eventbrite.ca. How many vendors would you say are going to be there? Typically, we have about 30. So uh, we have all local vendors, mostly Winnipeg, but then we have a few that are just outside of Winnipeg who will come in for the event. How will this event provide support to the Canadian Cancer Society? Well, like all of the other events that we do, it raises awareness. So it raises awareness. And and my belief is that from awareness will come the support in terms of donations and also volunteering. If they don't hear about the event, and in a lot of cases, we've been around for almost 80 years. People still don't know that we exist. They don't know that we're on Sherbrooke Street. So it's, again, awareness. It's about all the good work that we're doing, hoping that people that come to an event will become a donor and perhaps maybe volunteer with us. And as we mentioned, for the event, you've paired up with various local vendors, including La Belle Baguette. Alex, what enticed you to join? Is there any specific reason why this event means so much to you? So the reason why I first joined was, as Jenny said, I was part of the precursor event called the Chocolaholics Buffet with my friend Anna, who is also friends with Jenny. And so when she moved to BC, she kind of said, hey, you guys need to talk and you guys need to do something with with my event because it was such a, a great and different event. So I obviously said yes. Any chance we have to support the community, we go for it. So we just started and we've been with uh, Everything Chocolate ever since. What will you be doing specifically for this event? So we've got, uh, since the beginning, we've got a few requests. So we always uh, bring as much as we can. So I go over to the event with a few of my staff and we created a, a white chocolate hummus that we serve with a, uh, with a dark chocolate uh, baguette and crostini. And so that was such a big hit. People want to buy our products. Uh, they want to buy the hummus. Uh, they request every year. So we bring that. And then uh, that's our staple. We started bringing a... Uh, warming cabinet with pretzels. So we serve warm pretzels at the event for something a little bit more uh, savory. And then uh, we always come up with a surprise, another item for everyone to sample. Why do you think it's important for organizations like yours to support events like this? We worked with so many different uh, local organizations at this point in St. Boniface, where our first store is, and now across the city because we've got our second location in St. James. But we we try to as many uh, organizations as we can. It's just a way of giving back. You know, we we work so hard, our team and I, to, to create a brand and to create the product that people enjoy on a daily basis. But apart from that, then what, right? We all go home and what? So it's, it's nice to get out into the community, to meet a lot of our clients, our customers that we meet at these events, and we love doing it. And it's a way to just be out there, do something different, and to be involved. 
Absolutely. So Alex, you are originally from Winnipeg, but you've been all over Canada obtaining your Millennial Advanced Pastry Diploma from Le Cordon Bleu Paris in Ottawa, uh, working at the renowned Chateau Lake Louise, multiple pastry shops in Montreal, and even played a part in the opening of Maison Boulou. But what made you come back to Winnipeg? Mm. I've traveled all across Canada for my work, mainly because I wanted to advance as fast as I could because I was always a musician uh, growing up and I was going to be a music teacher. And then all of a sudden, life threw a curveball at me and I ended up uh, into pastry. And so I want, just wanted to advance as fast as I could. And so I took every opportunity possible. I mean, living in a different province, making new friends was never a problem for me. But after a while, you know, it gets to you and you miss family and uh, my my grandmother was going through some health problems and uh, that was kind of just that was it I needed to come back home I needed to spend time with her it was around the holiday season you know it's always harder when you're away from family and so that was it I packed my bags I quit my job and <laughs> I moved back uh, just to, to establish myself in Winnipeg and we're thankful that you're back here because I've had your pastries and I honestly can say they are amazing. So people are in for a treat on November 8th. For people looking to learn more about La Belle Baguette, where can they go? To learn more about uh, La Belle Baguette, it's better to go on our social media. So on Instagram at uh, belle underscore baguette, or they can go on our website at labellebaguette.ca. Before we let you go, do you have anything else to share, Jenny? Where can people find more information about Canadian Cancer Society? They can go to cancer.ca and they can find everything. Uh, so if someone is going through cancer or wants to know more about what's available, perhaps other events that uh, the Cancer Society puts on, everything is listed on that website. A faster way to find information about our Everything Chocolate event is to go to Facebook or Instagram and Everything Chocolate event. And that way they can find more information about who our vendors are. We're going to be starting to feature who they are. Our new branding is Life is Bigger Than Cancer. You know, we used to say fight back cancer, but now it's you have cancer, you're living with cancer, I'm not going to let it stop me. So people still have to live and they still have to enjoy life. And so having an event like the Everything Chocolate event gives them a chance to celebrate and have some hope. There are a few different organizations out there that are in support of fighting cancer, much like Canadian Cancer Society. What makes Canadian Cancer Society different? What makes us different is that our mission is the eradication of cancer and the support of people living with cancer. So our research, I know that other organizations say that the money stays in, in Manitoba. For us, we look for the best researchers. So if you have a rare form of cancer and there's a researcher in Montreal who is going to be working on finding not necessarily a cure, but perhaps a way of either managing or stopping that particular type of cancer, wouldn't you want that money to go to that researcher? And so we provide clinical trials. We have a program such as Wheels of Hope program that picks up patients to and from treatment. Other services, a WIG program, we advocate the stop smoking. It really sets us apart in terms of what we're able to offer people who are going through cancer. Absolutely. And you just have to check out their website to find out more about that. So again, Everything Chocolate will be held on November 8th at the Hilton Winnipeg Airport Suites, 1800 Wellington Avenue, between 5.30 and 8 p.m. So don't forget to grab your tickets and support a great cause. Thanks, Jenny and Alex, uh, for joining me today on Because Radio. Thank you, Sonny. Thanks so much. 
Up next, I've been highlighting impact makers in our community as part of our Winnipeg Impact Makers segment. This week's Winnipeg Impact Maker, Amanda Berg, trainer for Brickhouse Gym, deadlifts for cancer in a fun and festive way this Halloween season. Welcome back to Because Radio. I'm Sonny Pomolo. As you all know, Manitoba is home to some of the most giving people in the country. To share those stories, I'm going around the city to speak with impact makers in Winnipeg. This week, I'm with Amanda Berg from Brickhouse Gym. Thanks for coming on Because Radio. Thank you very much. Tell us a little bit of the history behind the gym and why it was important for Brickhouse to give back to the community. What was your because? Well, Brickhouse Gym has been around since 2008. It was started by Paul Taylor and JT Smith. They've always been grassroots when it comes to the community, always wanting finding ways to get involved with the community. This year, with our annual Halloween deadlift party, we decided to pair up with Deadlift for Cancer. It is a great cause, which you'll hear later on in the interview about. And it's just generally overall a great cause, and it's a great way for us to integrate a huge aspect of our gym powerlifting with a great cause as well. Absolutely. And we're here today at Breakhouse Gym. As you can tell, you can hear some of the deadlifting behind us. Speaking of deadlifting, on November 1st, your gym will be hosting a special event called Night of the Living Deadlifts in support of Deadlift for Cancer, in support of cancer research. Can you give us a brief idea of how this event works? How to actually get involved is you go onto the Survive Her website. So that's surviveher.ca. Click under Land of the Living Deadlift, Deadlift for Cancer. There's three options to get involved. The live event, which is going to be here November 1st. Online event, which is anywhere in the world. So if you can't make it down to our gym, you can totally do it in your basement, in your garage, at your other local gym as well. And three, you could make a donation only as well. So no lifting funds go strictly straight to survive her. With registration, you will get two deadlift attempts on the platforms. From there, you can take additional attempts, which is $10 for any additional attempts, and you can take as many as you like. Now, attempt is what weight you're going to be deadlifting. So if you decide to do 135, that'll be your first attempt, and then your following attempt could be 185 pounds, whatever you choose. Your first attempt in pounds is required with registration, but don't worry if you need to bring it down, we can totally do that as well. If you can't make it down to our gym, you can compete online. Both registrations are for $35. You basically post your deadlift video on Facebook or Instagram between October 19th and October 31st and use the hashtag deadlift for cancer. Online participants are entered to win any online-only prizes. They're pretty sweet from what I've been told. And you can take as many times as you like, post as many videos as you like. Anyone can participate. There's zero restrictions. It's a family fun event. You can have anyone as young as 10 years old, basically deadlifting the bar, anyone to infinity, 99. Now, what can you bring? You can bring whatever equipment you like. Now, this is pretty sweet because we're not limiting you to no straps. You can wear mechanical mitts. You can wear straps. It doesn't matter to us. The only thing is the bar, it'll be an IPF 20 kilogram barbell, which is not a problem. We have it here. All the weights are done in pounds. Costumes are definitely encouraged. Mm -hmm. And we do tell people to try and bring a little extra cash in case you get a little amped up and you want to do another attempt, which like I said, the money goes to an amazing cause. We do ask people to come up with enough time to warm up to your attempt as well. After the lifting wraps up, you're welcome to stay for snacks, any type of beverages we may have, and just to enjoy the night. All proceeds go to the Survive Her Cancer Foundation. 
Cool. So speaking of participation, since you are a trainer at Breakhouse Gym, what should people know when doing a deadlift? Well, there's two kinds of deadlifts. There's a conventional and then there's a sumo deadlift. Conventional is basically glute dominant. Keep your chest up, feet is more of a narrow stance, back flat, neck in a neutral position, and guide the bar up along your legs. Then you can do the sumo stance, think about a sumo wrestler. So wider stance, it's more of a hamstring quad dominant move. So if you're thicker in the legs, that's definitely the way you wanna go. And again, your feeding position is turned out a bit. You wanna squat down, pick up the bar, lead with your chest and lead up. Basically, you wanna be safe the entire time. So keep everything in a neutral position and just have fun with it. Let's talk a little bit about why it's so important for you to hold this type of event. Well, when I was 21, I was diagnosed with polycystic ovary syndrome, which can lead to cervical cancer. So since the age of 21, every year I've been screened for cervical cancer. And five, six years ago, I actually found a lump in my breast and we were looking at that as well. We're recently expecting our first child, my husband and I. And in the past year, it seems everyone in the powerlifting community, I've found everyone has a backstory with it. And this to me means so much because these are two things that I genuinely hold dear to my heart. The fact that I get that personal, I wouldn't say scare, but personal wake up call once a year when I go for my screening. And deadlifting, powerlifting is very dear to my heart. I absolutely love this gym. I love the sport itself. And to have the ability to combine these two events, it really means a lot. Of course, screening is very important. For the event, you've paired up with an organization, as you mentioned, called Survive Her Cancer Foundation. What is Survive Her, and why was it important for you to team up with them specifically? Survive Her, to be honest, it was already the working foundation with Deadly for Cancer. But the more I actually looked into it, it's an amazing foundation. Survive Her's focus is to support women battling cancer through supporting research to improve detection, treatment, and ultimately survival. 100% of the proceeds actually go to research, which, again, I cannot stress this enough. A lot of times when you look at research foundations, you got to ask, where's your money going? Is it going towards advertising? Is it going towards paying someone's salary? With this, it's going straight to that. It's going straight to research. For those looking for more information about Breakhouse Gym and all the things that they do here, where can they go? And is there anything you would like to add about the gym? If you want to find out any information about our gym, go to brickhousegym.ca. We offer a variety of services, anywhere from group classes to personal training to group sessions. It is, like I've said before, it is a very community-based gym. It's pretty much the chairs of gym. When you walk in, you know who you're dealing with. Anytime I've walked into the gym, even put aside the fact that I'm a trainer here, it's a friendly atmosphere. I know what I'm walking into, who I'm coming around. It's great. It's safe. That's a huge thing. We do offer a 24-hour access membership. Our rates are $10 for a drop-in, $45 for monthly unlimited. And students, we do offer a deal for you as well, $32 monthly unlimited as well. The classes, which we are so proud of, we offer a boxing class and we offer conditioning classes as well. $15 single classes, $100 10 class packages. And that's for the members only. 
But if you're looking, I just want to get in a workout here and there, you can always do a 10-class package, non-be a member, and pay $120 for it. That's awesome. What is one thing that you love about Winnipeg? Oh, man. Honestly, it's the small town, big town feel. The fact is, Winnipeg, we are a metro. The fact that we have enough of a population to get an Ikea, <laughs> our population is very dense. But you go anywhere in the world, you will always meet someone from Winnipeg. Regardless of where you go, you go to Minneapolis for the weekend, there is somebody from Winnipeg. You go to Europe, you will run into somebody from Winnipeg in the airport. You have that small town feel and Winnipeg is home to me. I was born and raised here. I probably will die here more than likely. It is phenomenal and that's what I love about it. It's a small town, big town city. Definitely a great community. So again, Deadlift for Cancer will be held on November 1st at 7 p.m. at their King Edward location, which is 104 King Edward Street East. Bring your best costume and get ready to lift for a great cause. Thanks to Amanda Berg for sharing her story of impact. If you or anyone you know is making an impact in our city, message us on social media by searching the Winnipeg Foundation at WPGFDN or reach out and call us at 204-944-9474 extension 360. Again, that's 204-944-9474 extension 360. We'd love to hear about it. This is Sunny Promolo, and you're listening to Because Radio. Thanks, Sunny. Up next, Because and Effect host Nolan Bicknell will be joining us momentarily to share some highlights from his most recent conversation with Joy Lowen, Acting Executive Director of the National Screen Institute. Welcome back to Because Radio. Robert Zirk here with you today, and we are now joined in studio by Nolan Bicknell. He is the host of the Winnipeg Foundation's Because and Effect podcast, and uh, each week we have him on to talk about his conversations that he has with Winnipeggers about the causes they care about and the effect that it has on their lives. Nolan, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me back, sir. So each week you bring us highlights uh, from the most recent episode. Who was your guest this week? Well, I was honored to speak with Joy Lowen. She is the acting executive director of the National Screen Institute situated here in Winnipeg. And as the name says, it's a national organization that helps people um, to find the skills and the connections that they need to make a career in the film industry. I'll actually let Joy explain what they do better than I really can what you need to really move forward as a creator, as a storyteller uh, in the industry is um, connections. And uh, what NSI does really well is provide the connections to the industry as well as uh, look at you as an individual and where your skill set is and provide you with a bit more, um, you know, of the, uh, the add-ons, provide you with the skills that gets you to the next step in your career. It sounds like the organization really puts a major focus on those connections. You know, as you mentioned, um, often in, in many different lines of work, it's about that the old adage of it's all about who you know. Yeah, exactly. And that doesn't change for whether you're working in film or music or in the philanthropic industry like we do. Not only do they provide those connections, but I'd imagine the the training that's offered through that program as well and the mentorships, those have to be life-changing. For sure. Joy talked about the change that people go through after experiencing the programming that NSI has to offer. Well, it's life-changing. It's transformative. I mean, we that, that word is used a lot these days, but it, there really is no other word to describe how uh, a little bit of confidence in using your voice 
and then knowing that there is capacity um, within you to share that story that will benefit others in some way um, that encourage you then to do the work necessary to to fight the fears, to fight those other voices in your head that say, no, you can't. Transformative, definitely. Sounds like a great organization. It is, and it's led currently by a wonderful woman. Joy's awesome. So Because and Effect is all about why people care about the causes that they care about. So what was Joy's because? Well, she seems like someone who really recognizes um, talent in people and reckon and sees the potential in other people. And it was a, an inspiring thing to see. It's not as though I, you know, I mean, I'm championing the cause of, you know, these, these uh, developing content creators. And, you know, I mean, this is, this is my cross and, and, and I'm, you know, now I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, march forward. Um, so it's nothing purposeful like that, but it's it's more just in realizing uh, the talent that lies um, around my around my staff table. The talent that each of my staff or this, this the NSI staff is 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 working with, and 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 knowing that there is a, a a worldwide community. It's not just here in our nation, but there is a global community that is hungry for the stories of Canadians. They want to know what Canadians are all about. And um, I now am in a small part in that system that is inspiring, the, 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 that, that can play a lead to inspire those stories and, and, and train uh, the individuals to tell those stories in a way that reaches others. She mentioned being able to share our stories with others. How does NSI hope to do that moving forward? Yeah, she was um, pretty adamant about the importance of sharing Canadian stories like globally and across the province or across the country first and then globally after. I asked sort of what her plan was for NSI in the, you know, the next five or 10 years. And she really wanted to help these stories to resonate globally. NSI will develop in five years from now, I would see NSI continuing its investment in training content creators in positions that um, provide them with with careers that uh, tell stories or that are part of making stories that are for a global audience and and really taking those stories, making sure that people um, around the world, uh, across our nation and around the world are, are hearing the stories of Canadians. This is a question I ask you every week, so I'm hoping you've brought a, uh, a clip that highlights this, but what was one of your biggest takeaways from your conversation with Joy Lowen of the National Screen Institute? Well, she was so um, adamant and so like positive about Canadians and Canadians' ability to tell stories, and she just sees so much potential, whether it's in the northern communities here in Canada, newcomer communities that we have a strong contingent of, or just anywhere and anyone, really. Canada is a special place, and Joy really believes in NSI's mission to train storytellers and help people from every background to be able to have the tools and the connections to tell those stories. We're hardy people, Um, and coming from the prairies of Canada uh, when it's October 11th and it's snowing and the leaves are succumbing, the trees are succumbing to um, the snow that's falling, but you and I both made our way here, Jeremy, you know, (laughs) we all made our way here today. Our city is still going strong. We are hardy folk and Canadians as a whole in general are pretty, you know, roll up your sleeves. Let's get out there. Let's just do this. And we're going to do it with a smile. You know, Um, we'll figure out a way around it. And, and that kind of spirit uh, uh, is, is attractive 
to to others. And it's not like other countries and other people don't have that same. But but there is a, a, a joie de vivre and just a uh, you know we're gonna we're 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 gonna make hay while the sun is shining and yeah. Fantastic. So where can people listen to the entire podcast with Joy Lowen? All 18 episodes of Because and Effect uh, are online if you search Because and Effect or go to becauseandeffect.org, um, including the most recent episode, episode with Joy. But there's really, I think, a conversation for everyone, whether you care about the arts, whether you care about the environment, whether you care about, uh, you know, animal welfare. There's some. There's a conversation there for everyone. So you can search um because and effect on any podcast so that's spotify itunes apple google everywhere pretty much or just go to becauseandeffect.org in your browser as well perfect well nolan thank you so much nolan bicknell is the uh, host of the because and effect podcast by the winnipeg foundation uh nolan thank you so much for being here today thanks for having me have a great rest of your show That's a wrap for today's episode of Because Radio. Thank you very much for listening, and thank you to all of our guests who joined us today. Because Radio is produced by the Winnipeg Foundation in partnership with 93.7 CJNU-FM. Our Because Radio theme music, Call of the North, was written and performed by Micah Ehrenberg. You can find more of his music at micaehrenberg.com. If you'd like to listen to previous episodes or subscribe to our podcast, please visit becauseradio.org. Again, that's becauseradio.org. And if you have any feedback about today's show, ideas for stories, or Winnipeg Impact Makers, we invite you to give us a call at 204-944-9474, extension 360, or you can also email us at becauseradio at wpgfdn.org. And you can also follow the Winnipeg Foundation on social media at WPGFDN on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm Robert Zirk, signing off for Because Radio. And I'm Sonny Promolo. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Stay warm and have a great weekend.